Hey ladies, welcome back to the Black Women Work- Working Podcast. It's Chantelle here. Hey Rach. Hi. Nat. Hello. And Paul. Hello. <laughs> I'm actually smiling <laughs> bad. <to> my- <laughs> because if, if 2024 they could wreck us tonight. <laughs> Shut what up, most of you are aware that it's the end of black women working podcast season three but of course we're gonna hit you up with an end of year roundup mm-hmm. because we try not to feel some type of way right now yeah, yeah. don't feel some type of way <laughs> feel away all right so it's christmas holidays break whatever end of year break mm-hmm. most of us off work some of us are listening from home rather than commute. So I'm going to play a little game to start with. Okay. Oh my god. Um, you lot can you lot can do the you know that sh- that that ra- drop a finger if or raise a finger if yeah. Okay. 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 And um, if you're at home and you're feeling festive, you can take a shot for everything missing. So mm-hmm. take a shot, raise a finger if is it drop a finger, raise drop a finger. A finger. Drop a finger if mm. you have participated in Zoom calls for work or leisure Can this I drop year. All my calls, all my fingers. <laughs> no, take a shot. Take Rachel's drinking. Take a shot or drop a finger if you have executed an idea that you really wanted to to do this year, whether it's a project, a business. Take a shot, mm. drop a finger, if your self-care routine has improved in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Skincare, healthcare, yes, all of that. Take a shot, drop a finger, if you have worked out more at home than you ever have in your life. Well, that's my next one. Take a shot, <laughs> drop a finger, if you put on weight. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Take a shot. Drop a finger if you have taken up walking over the last few months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll, one last one. Take a shot or drop a finger if you have saved money from your commute. Mm-hmm. Did you actually save yes. money though? Yes, I did. Save, yes. save it in I the bank. It's in my Monzo well in an account mm-hmm. called Oyster. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I like oh, it. You like it like that. I think that's a tip. There you go. Anyone with a Monzo account, there yeah. you go. It's in my off. Oyster pot. Easy nice, way, nice. nice way to see it collecting up. So I feel like some of the things that I've just said sort of <laughs> summarise some of the things that we delved into this year. And this episode is dedicated to us wrapping up our intentions, what we're grateful for, what we're looking forward to. No more L's, man. I'm not taking any more L's, at least for the next 45 minutes, at least. Right. So... <laughs> This time last year, we were at the end of season one. Let's just play some context for the Black Women Working podcast mm-hmm. and celebrate ourselves. This time last year, we were at the end of season one. And since then, we have delivered successfully two more seasons, even though we were in, even though we were in the middle of a lockdown. Oh, well boy. done, ladies. Wow. Clap, a clap, 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 clap. We, this year, thank you to our listeners and our fellowship, have grown our support worldwide in ways that we didn't even foresee would happen this year. Um, Based on a number of circumstances, but albeit it happened, and we've had engagement from universities, we've had engagement from national TV, the BBC, we've Mm -hmm. been called out by stylists, 
mm-hmm. magazine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, our chart headlines have been fantastic this year on Brandon. Apple iPods, on Spotify. We've we've listed times where I opened my Apple i my Apple podcast, and there we were. Not because I listened to us, but literally because <laughs> we were trending. Yeah, really? we were trending. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Trending number one trending thing, whatever the song is. Yeah, <laughs> between us, between us, I think all of us have either had new jobs or we are thriving in the jobs that we have this year. So I got a new job. Rach got a new job. Toll's got a new job. Mm-hmm. And Natalie, you've worked harder than you've ever worked. Yes, oh my goodness. Right? Understatement. Yeah. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> we have, as of 2020, we have two authors in the crew. Oh, one yes, published, one do. soon to be. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> so I don't know where your heads were at this time last year and what you thought your vision was for 2020. But mm-hmm. I just want to highlight that those are just the good things that happened with us, mm-hmm. with us as a group for the podcast, far less the other things that we might have got up to. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, wow. there you go. I said, I'm not taking no L's for the next five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, man. I love the fact that you started off with so much of the positive stuff and some of them I didn't even know it's new news to me so or just hearing it all gathered together it's really nice because they they don't happen like that throughout the year so it's easy to just kind of push them to the side or dismiss them and not absorb them so thank you for compiling all of that that's encouraging and thank you to listeners for enabling us to to do these things as well and to extend our opportunities and serve you the way that um is beneficial yeah it's nice because you know like when we were talking about doing the roundup I think the first thing especially when people always talking about 2020 is all the things that have have gone wrong and so it's actually good to start it off Mm. with a vibe to be like well it might not the year might not have looked the way that you wanted it to look but look at all these amazing things that you didn't even know were going to happen that still happened so no that's quite encouraging Uh, mm-hmm. I still feel away about 2020. Can't lie to you. I feel away, lady. You will never get the gift of time in the way that we've had the gift of time. Even if you were pulling out your hair at some point, mm. we were given the gift of time this year. Mm. See, the thing is, I question that. I really do question that because I wonder, like, it wasn't necessarily that we had more time. It's just that our time was used differently. Like, would you, especially yeah. as a mother, yeah. would you say you had more time? Because are you joking exactly do you know what I mean <laughs> so I say <laughs> do you know what like it's okay for me as a single woman to be like yeah I have more time because I moved in with my parents so then I didn't have to clean anything I didn't have to cook anything I didn't have to do anything I was sharing those responsibilities with my family I wasn't commuting I said, to I'm work. not taking any L's yeah don't remind <laughs> me that <laughs> I but it's not about three L's. meals a day yes it is it no, is, it is an L not, in no, fact time but... was taken from me I got three <laughs> meals a day every day for six months do you see what I mean but I feel like it's just more about I feel like thinking about how because it was like at the beginning of lockdown everyone was like you can learn Spanish you can learn you could do yoga you you can learn how to do a backflip you can do this and it's like we We couldn't just like we had to it was that kind of you have to be productive you have to do something you know Mm -hmm. and if anything this year showed me that I don't have to do a goddamn thing like literally I can just chill and just because there's a perception that there is more stop with the silly noises honestly (laughs) taking her to church it's church man if I had an organ 
Rachel is hollering at us from Timbuktu. <laughs> but yeah, so like I was saying, I don't think I had, I don't think they've, I think if you live a very individual life and everything is about you, you have more time. Mm, but if not, not necessarily. That's what I was trying to say. But you know what, as much mm. as they drove me crazy, so this year, let's let's take it back to what I thought my intentions were for the beginning of the year. This time last year, I was still on maternity leave. I was still a relatively new mum, right? And I went back to work when baby was nine months. And I was like, cool, going back to work. I didn't foresee that work would do me up with their efferies. Mm. Oh, and my days. Yeah, exactly. Remember, mm-hmm. I, I didn't foresee that. But what I am grateful for, as hard and testing ha- as it has been, would I have been able to actually raise my child for a whole year and a half? in life mm. not without mm. not without mr man's wages doing something different like mm. even the big kid the big kid i got to spend time with him like that's never going to happen again so as frustrating as it was as, as many meals as there were as much as i was juggling because i was working from home with them and you know me i'm always tidying up tidying up but equally will i ever get six months straight with my eight-year-old again Mm. you know I don't with an eight-year-old that's my child I don't think so so Mm. I'll take it (laughs) she Mm. says she says I'll take it it? I hope Marcus don't listen to this (laughs) 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 yeah I guess it's a matter of perspective isn't it because I was actually thinking about this the other day just like depending on your circumstances and situation is how you will kind of assess this year. Like, I don't have any dependence. Mm. So I know that in many, many ways, this year was so much easier for me than any other, than other people who may have had dependence or may have had um, relative that they're looking after or relatives that they had to now look after because of the situation. Mm. And um, I'm very appreciative of the time that I had and the things that I was able to do. And I very much understand that it was uh, an immense privilege, actually, Mm. in terms of the fact that I didn't really have to think about anybody else um, but myself. And, um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I still don't feel like I've processed this year properly at all. Like, it's just not even sinking in, to be honest with you. That we couldn't even go out for like a few months because of coronavirus. Mm. What the whole world was turned upside down because of coronavirus. It's um, mad. I don't actually think I'll be able to process it until maybe like a few years into the future. We lived through a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. That's um, that's a an iconic world event. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like the World War One happening or World War Two because mm. there've been wars before that. Mm. That's something similar. But this has never been seen before. And the fact that we're still in the grip of it as well. Yeah. But literally the grip. Yeah. Like literally, it's not even letting us breathe for a second. It's like fingers around the throat. Oh, release it a little bit back now. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying breathing too much. Just squeeze exactly. it a bit harder. Do you know what oh, I mean? Even a cute so. dress up, buy a little dress and go somewhere. So by the time you buy your dress, you ain't allowed to go <laughs> out. <laughs> up and down in and out left right <laughs> do you know and i mean so. i always have to say and i know you did say the word talk, but i do have to say i appreciate that we are talking from a place of privilege that mm-hmm. we lived through a pandemic lived and the fact that um 
I, you know, I know that some of us in the group experienced loss during this time, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. by and large, um, you know, us and our loved ones have 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 been looked after and have coped, and we've managed to to keep our jobs, keep a wage, and keep a roof over our head. So I do have to note, mm-hmm. this is not a celebration in ignoring the fact that some people had a really, really rough time. But what mm-hmm. I do want to do is make sure that we don't forget that actually, yes, Corona has been shit, to be frank, mm-hmm. but we actually haven't all necessarily had a shit time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if there's anyone listening to this and still going through stuff, I, I hope you find encouragement in as uh, we discuss things and just like our journeys, like as Shan mentioned before, like, we some of us have lost our jobs during this time and found new new jobs and you'll know from the last newsletter that went out like my journey and what happened with me and just Mm. like uh, we come on this podcast not as experts but as people going through the very things that we're talking about as well Mm. and um, we are not impervious to moments of like deep struggle depression and just uh imposter syndrome and all the things that Mm -hmm. challenge us as human beings and especially as working professionals but I hope that you understand that um you're not alone in this and that we are a community and it helps you to um feel more in contact with other people and not just to be isolated and experience um all the very challenging things by yourself I think if anything for this podcast and for this year and for this season I hope that is the greatest takeaway for people that they're not alone mm-hmm. and that yeah. there is support out there 100 now um i mean i think i've said my piece about like you know the concept of time and the ideas yeah. of us whether we've had more time i mean for me it's just been i think i've found it personally very frustrating but then when I look at my situation compared to others I think at the beginning of this I thought okay well things for me may slow down and when I came into 2020 originally I had kind of wanted to 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 slow down but it just seems that sometimes what you want you get the opposite of it so whereas I might have been at home and I might not have been going to events and things like that. I was working really, really hard. I was still trying to get the manuscript of my um, book finished. I was still trying to deal with other things. And I thought that this might be an opportunity for me to take my foot off the gas. But really, it became one of the most difficult periods that I've had like in my professional life. So when people used to talk about um, being on lockdown and that causing their work to slow down, I... I also thought it kind of showed that there are issues like with the work-life balance Mm -hmm. in the sense of we all kind of lost that I feel a little bit because unless you were really strict you would just get up bath you couldn't even go to the gym do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like you couldn't really Mm -hmm. do anything and then you blink and then you're at your desk and then especially if you live alone like what are you oh you're gonna rush to watch Netflix like what I don't know what more I could watch on Netflix (laughs) Amazon Prime BBC iPlayer, <laughs> ITV player, and the type of person I am, I watch every single type of Housewives. During this pandemic, I have watched Real Housewives of New Jersey, 12 series, um, Real Housewives of New York, 11 series, I think. Um, I watched Real Housewives of Johannesburg, 
no there's always a new housewives because there's salt lake city but the point i'm trying to make is that <laughs> like it just for me it got to a point where i was just so tired and so i'm coming towards the end of the year and i actually think for the first time in my life, I have recognized that I have burnout. And so now it's like, how do I get out of it? That's what I'm trying to figure out. So when people are like, yeah, I, the gift of time, I'm like, sis, speak for yourself. <laughs> because I feel like I lost time. And now I feel like I'm still trying to recuperate and rest. And sometimes when you're burnt out, one weekend of rest, one week holiday worth of rest just isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's where I am kind of like mentally, like, what am I going to do to make sure I don't go into 2021 20, feeling drained, basically? I think I think you raise an important point, And I think a lot of us feel this way at the moment where we're tired and it's like, but I've had such a long year. How can I be so tired now? And I think like there's something in our natural body clock when things are coming to a close, whether it's the end of the day or the end of a term for me or the end of a year the adrenaline in your body just disappears Mm. and quite naturally we whether you're acknowledging it or not we're at an end (laughs) this isn't the end of Mm. corona covid but we're at an end and so if you are feeling tired it's the natural cycle I think and so as always and I feel like I was going to ask a question about what have been our favourite parts of the podcast this year. But I do feel like this season we really did justice to looking at well-being and recognising burnout. Like I know we talk about some of the issues we face in the workplace, but I feel like a lot of care was taken into season three in really monitoring yeah. not just the problem, but how to look after ourselves and where mm-hmm. to next. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel tired, yeah, that's real. Acknowledge it it's cool feel tired and find time to rest you guys know that tired is my favorite word you ask me how am i and i'll be like i'm tired i'm tired yeah but i don't think it's like i don't want to be like one of those like affirmation crazy people but i feel like the more times i say i'm tired yeah you manifest it i feel yeah like so i i will really try one thing that i am learning to, to be is will trying to be is really deliberate with my language in the sense of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and me announcing that I'm tired has never made me feel like I have energy but I'm not going to mm-hmm. be like one of those people like how are you I'm blessed and highly favored the spirit of the moonshine of Venus shines on <laughs> you me mock it. Like, you know okay do you know what affirmations <laughs> have got me through Aquarius though? moon and so, my <laughs> <laughs> all right no my my two affirmations for the mm-hmm. last six weeks at least have been I trust myself and all will be well and the reason mm-hmm. why I say I trust myself is not about oh blessed and highly favorable a positive 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 what I mean by that is even when I'm not doing anything I'm doing something mm-hmm. and so when my list is long and I haven't got to the bottom of my list I'm actually still working on the things that are at the top, right? I'm not actually stopping. So I can't be mad at myself when my list isn't done because basically the things that haven't been done are just not, they they weren't highly prioritised. And so when I say I trust myself, I'm trusting myself in that everything I intend to do will get done. 
and I just sometimes just need to stop looking at the list and be like you are getting you are getting things Mm. done and the other thing is all will be well like at the end of the day what doesn't get done today some of those things even if they're for work who's noticing except for me like if it's an immediate deadline that I'm going to be held to account to obviously that thing would be at the top of my list and it would be done so everything else is usually the things on my list that I'm holding myself to oh I need to do this I need to tweak that I need to email this and it's like cool babes but you can only do one thing at a time so my affirmations have been I trust myself and all will be well and those work for me they've been really really grounding for me in in basically trusting myself like you ain't gonna get this wrong all you can do is keep doing and that's what you're doing I hear that still. (laughs) That's all you can do. And sometimes a lot of like, one thing this year showed me as well is that deadlines are actually false. (laughs) For real, real. Amen. Like deadlines are false. They just take place in the workplace when people can put pressure on you. But when they're not there to to, to see face, they just keep quiet. No, but it just shows like, it's not even that deep to me. Like, okay, Rachel, calm down. Yeah, honestly. Just calm down. Let, let, let Rachel speak, man. Maybe, yeah. speak. Maybe what your deadline you're experiencing is the deadline I was experiencing. <laughs> it's all right, I've got her a drink. It's okay. I got yeah, thank you. But like, what, what I was trying to say before the point was hijacked by Rachel was that it shows that there is always flexibility around the timings required to do something. And yeah. what COVID showed us is that while we have like our you know, mental thing about this has to happen, this, and this has to happen, this, and this has to happen, this. Mm. Like how many times have you heard projects have been put on hold, projects have been put back because of COVID? Mm. Yeah. But those projects are still going to happen. Like, for example, I finally watched Pose series, season one and two. Like, I have full-blown <laughs> faith, like, faith that there's going to be a Pose. Rather TV get rinsed. Series three. It's just that I'm going to have to wait a bit longer for it. And... It's just show this year has just shown me that people can wait a bit longer for things. Yeah. Things take a bit longer, and you know what? That's not a bad thing. Mm. But do you but know I what? Think... Okay. Go on, Toad. No, go on, babes. Um, I think though that's just because of the context of this year. Because in any other circumstance, it would still be cracking the whip, and where is this work? So I think the situation with the pandemic has allowed for that flexibility mm. in any but other context. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be acceptable true. and um, it's a good thing though because I think it's made everyone in kind of like the western world and definitely entrenched in like a capitalist system understand that a lot of the things that we're chasing that we think we need that we're literally killing ourselves for we don't need it's made us hone in on what's important the majority of us and pay attention to those things and I think that's probably one of the greatest advantages of this year even as I acknowledge that it's been quite a horrific for a lot of people Mm. I think uh, for a lot of people they've managed to kind of understand what their priorities should be and the the people that are going to come out the the best of this have readjusted their priorities and taken time to refocus them where it matters but there's going to be some people who are just going to want to go back to how things were and they won't have learned any lessons but that's up to them no one can ever say that they didn't have the opportunity to explore what living a different life looks like this year but tolls don't you think that people who potentially they might have learned lessons this year but they still want it to go back to how it was they still Mm -hmm. want to do 
all the things that they used to do and want it to go back to exactly what they were doing. So for some people, there was lessons learned, but they're still like, well, when is COVID done? When can I go back to this life is the living, living the life that I was living before? This is the thing, and this is this mm. is the thing that I am I'm I'm a, such a strong advocate for, and I just feel like if adjustments were able to be made during this year and mm-hmm. they were adjustments that better suited you I am still motioning that we hold on to that and yeah, to be sure. quite frank it really um, I can't even filter but it really pissed me off when businesses and my school went back to normal mm, even though place. like literally within a month I thought I was being a pessimist I was like let's see how long it lasts and I was willing for it to, to last when people were saying you know you can go and pick up your children from school and then log into an after-school meeting via Zoom or, I don't know, there were other practical arrangements. Like for my mum, for example, starting a new job, they were like, you know, we're going to have to write up COVID into your contract and you can work from home. And I just feel like all the times where we were told, oh, no, that's not possible. Oh, mm. no, you can't do that. Oh, we have. It was made possible very, very quickly. Mm. And so my thing is like, if there are things that suited your well-being in terms of pace, in terms of work style, when you're at your next review, and we've said this before, when you're in your next interview, call it. Write COVID into your personal statement, all the things that you were able to do under such limitations and force the thing that you need. So if you want to work a day a week from home, but you still want to work five days a week, make the proposition because all is possible. And it's annoying mm. that people want to, I don't, care to go back to normal or not go back to normal whatever that looks like but what I feel like is if people are really going to learn anything from this year it's about adjusting and you don't have to just adjust under crisis because Mm. take for example statistically at my school absence level amongst staff was the lowest that it's ever been in the last Mm. five years how can you have a pandemic where you have such an easy open excuse to be like (coughs) I'm sick, can't come in. Everybody pulled through. And I think that was one to do with the fact that we reached a level of empathy amongst peers and colleagues that we might not have reached before. And secondly, perhaps because we had had a little bit of lax in in some ways in terms of working from home and pace changing, people felt energised to be able to do this stretch of the year, at least from a school perspective. And I just think if you can't see that there were some benefits in well-being, people taking walks, people looking after themselves, people not Mm. being rushed out the door at 7am, if you can't take some learning from that, then what else are we going to make of this awful year? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I really agree. And you know that point that you were saying, Shan, regarding... um, saying what you want from the get-go use that in your interviews like don't let don't let them be vague that time is for you to not only into not only for them to interview you but for you to interview them use that as a time to tell them what you want because when you start that job and you haven't made it clear they'll be one in the way that they want to one with you and because you never made it clear they're just going to go true if you wanted to work that day from home you can't do it now because they're not they're not executing that with you so but, I think it's a chance for people to And like, you've done it and you can talk about the stats and what you achieved mm-hmm, in this time mm-hmm. from home to show that it's viable. You're not even having to prove that it can work because you've already proved it. Yeah. So I think I'm hearing even anyway, I sometimes go on LinkedIn and actually read the statuses that people write. And yes. um, 
a lot of people are like do little polls sometimes and you know I was reading through the comments and um, it's quite encouraging because a lot of people their companies have just decided to kind of like forsake the the you know really expensive um, spaces that are renting in the city and whatever and literally the move forward is to kind of work from home and but also have another space maybe like a a we work kind of thing or maybe a smaller Mm -hmm. cheaper office somewhere less expensive where people can go in if they really need you know that um human interaction which a lot of people do need that mix and still want that mix and so a lot of things are going to change especially in the city of London I don't actually know how it's going to cope I think we still haven't reached kind of the apex of um, that particular crunch point yeah yeah yeah. and just like because from time when even like the the rattiest of the rat races are are still able to get on with their jobs at home I'm talking mm-hmm. like the canary wolf folks mm-hmm. and whatever yeah. and they're still getting things done why do they need to come back into the office <laughs> like like sardines I feel like for me personally that there, there is like a slight balance because yes. I feel like previous to this I had never been one to really work at home so if I wasn't feeling like 110 percent up for traveling but obviously I was well enough to work so I wasn't sick but say I had a sniffle I just couldn't be bothered with that I would then work from home or say I had like an appointment I would work from home I wasn't someone who you know enjoyed working from home one to two days a week however Mm. much long so working from home completely especially when I moved back from my parents home to my home I actually as someone who lives by themselves find it quite isolating um Mm. so I feel like there does need to be a balance because a lot of statistics are showing that while people are happy to work from home like one day or two days, working from home five days a week indefinitely yep. isn't really, you know, it isn't really, healthy, really really healthy for you. So I think it's a it's definitely about finding definitely about finding that balance because we've all, like Shan said, like put your finger down if you participate in a Zoom call. I've done Zoom, I've done WebEx, I've done Microsoft Teams. Everything. Come on, hit me with some more. Hangout, I've done Google Hangout. I've done Hangout. Google like, Meets. And it's actually like for me personally, it's more it's actually more exhausting. I find. Mm. So I was at some at one point actually going into work, especially when I had like a lot on billable wise I was going into work regularly and my kind of justification for it was was that look you need to change it up because you're at home working really long hours when you're not working you're trying to write a book and then when you're not doing that you're getting addicted to reality tv so what one for you like you need to you need to mix it up and so I'm very very much a fan of having that autonomy so if it Mm. works for you to work five days a week from home Mm -hmm. you work five days a week from home if it works for you to work five days in the office you're given the opportunity to do that and I think before COVID we weren't given that autonomy over how we work and being given that autonomy over how I work means that in the day if I'm not feeling working because I can't concentrate because I'm tired because some days you just get to the laptop and you're not feeling it in my mm-hmm. career, because I know like a doctor couldn't do what I want to do, what I want to do, or like mm-hmm. Shaman able to do. I can say, look, twelve till three is a write off for me. But when I come back at three, I can go through to seven, and I've done mm-hmm. the hours I needed to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm just more productive, and I feel like for so long we've tried to squeeze everyone into this eight till nine mm-hmm. to five that's mm-hmm. now turned into an eight to six. And I'm hoping that mm-hmm. one thing that is learned in this whole situation is one, you can, you need to respect people, not micromanage them and trust, trust them. Yeah. But also more importantly, 
even with the ability to work from home, literally sitting at your computer, working from home 20 hours a day defeats the point. You're losing out on so much personal autonomy, the ability to like change up your day. So for me, I would do a few hours and then I'd be like, actually, I want to write 500 words of just anything about what I'm feeling. Or I want to go for a walk or I want to go down and like prepare some food. Like changing up your day actually did so much, especially when I had a lot of work going on to really Mm. stop me from feeling drained and feeling tired and feeling repetitive. So for me, I'm not going to be one of those people who work from home five days a week. But when I do have my work from home days... I'm always going to get my work done, but I'm going to be cognizant of the fact that if I'm not feeling something, it's okay for me to get up, step away, go and run an errand, come back and be re-energized. And I think mm-hmm. we didn't appreciate that's how our bodies and how our mind can work sometimes. I don't know how go. everyone else yeah. feels. Yeah, yeah because the workplace thing. want you to be glued to your desk. Mm. And well, when you're at work and they want to visibly be able to see you, if you go to the shop, they'll be, oh, where, where's this person? Where's that person? Oh, she's been gone a long time. Now they can't say nothing because they can't see you. So just mm-hmm. continue, like, doing what you can do. Because, listen, sometimes you do need to, like, it's like what Natalie just said, like, you do need to step away, make a tea. But even stay there for a while, scroll on your phone and look mm-hmm. at something or text your mum, call your mum, call whoever, do whatever. Just for a little bit and then come back. It like, makes a big difference. Them. It makes yeah. a big difference. I wanted to point out, though, because, like, to bring it back to, you know, our target audience, mostly, and, like, the kind of roles that the majority of them are in because it's interesting we're all talking about careers here that are mostly office-based I don't know what the stats and figures are but I'll wager that a lot of the people of our particular demographic might not necessarily work in those kind of mm-hmm. um, social, employment social situations sector, yeah exactly so they might be working in the NHS they might be working in cleaning services and stuff in which case we're talking a whole different ball game and they don't even have the luxury right. of even entertaining any of these options um, that we have and I don't really I don't even really know what to say to somebody who's worked in that sector this year like because I can't even imagine like the levels of exhaustion mm. that they must have felt the levels yeah. of anxiety being you know even more exposed to this thing going on public yeah exactly no. and um I was tempted to say like the pandemic has like democratized like the employment you know uh, landscape mm-hmm. for a lot of people who's a key worker and, yeah but yeah and just it means going forwards that people like us say there's less things that people can discriminate us against us for but actually actually depends what kind of roles we're even being allowed to access in the first place Mm. and if a lot of us are in like the social sector and the health sector and the cleaning sector well quite frankly that's going to go back to how it was 100% because that's the Mm. kind of like crack the crack the whip kind of uh, employment sector society and um I don't have the answers for anybody who's in that situation. I just hope that this year hasn't been too, like, too crazy and too mad. And because the the ungratefulness in this country is real. Like, do you remember when the pandemic first started and, you know, you were seeing, unfortunately, you know, all the health workers, etc., okay. that are passing away, yeah, clapping for them, wild. for doing for that. Does Don't tell me anyone in this government even remembers the name of a single one of those mm. But you know what, there's something else I want to talk about as well, that like, oh, it might be. Talk, pun it, talk the things, girl, talk the things. <laughs> talk it, talk Because for me, the, the thing that's been interesting to me, just following on from what Tolls was saying, was that like, ultimately, we've had this situation where Black Lives Matter was the thing that people were screaming 
from their head tops. That was meant to be my last one, actually. Take a sip <laughs> or put put a finger down if Black Lives Only Matter to you from this year. <laughs> and it's just a situation where it's kind of like, who's still really talking about that? What's still really happening with that? Where is the conversation mm. going with that? Do you know what I mean? So that's another thing you won't talk about people who have put their lives at risk and like we're not really clapping for the NHS anymore and to be fair I thought I'm I'm very much against things that are performative and don't really have any substance so I'd rather I'm not really interested in clapping for the NHS or a man raising a hundred million pounds for the NHS because the NHS is not a charity so someone shouldn't have to raise a hundred million pounds for it because my taxes go to it. sit down before I emboss him here and but I would rather have that some of that money been given out as like, you know, awards or one off taxable free gifts to yeah. essential workers, key workers. Yeah. Key workers who are risking their lives. So for me, that's kind of where this year has really kind of shown that um, it's not just about the people say, like, as long as we're talking about, it, as long as we're talking about, it, we're talking about it, it's not enough to talk about it. And I think and I want this year to serve as a reminder that um we had the conversation, but what did we do with the conversation? And that's okay. what 2020, like 20, 2021 will really show us that how much is it that people say Black Lives Matter? Like, what happens? Well, just next? to sidetrack it, just to sidetrack it, sorry, but I just have to bring to the forefront all those people that are going through the Windrush scandal. My yeah. thoughts and prayers are with you. Listen, yeah. my, I don't even want to go into it too tough. But it really, there's a lot really of there's me. a lot of things still but happening. My thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers are with the families that are going through mm-hmm. the Windrush scandal and mm-hmm. still have not received their compensation or mm-hmm. to get sent back somewhere. Please. She's such a yardie. Sometimes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, <laughs> I have to bring up the boys. Sorry. <laughs> we do acknowledge it. Do you know what? You know, I want to know what vitamins you took before well, school because this. I need it. I need Vim. it. Listen, Vim. listen. I need it. But no, it's true. Because she wants reparations. She wants justice. She wants change. It's like it just goes us to show. Just like feel some type of way. Yeah, I, do. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I guess that does lead me to unless unless you guys um, wildly have other things that you want to add, but it does lead no, me we're to like, one of... <laughs> it leads it leads me to one of our, my closing points. So I guess um, that kind of takes me to one of my final questions for the class, is, which is, what are our intentions for 2021, dare I ask? I know, like, <laughs> we dare not plan too far because Rona and Boris and then people there. And Brexit, but, we didn't even chat about Brexit. Oh, well, listen... We will come back to that and then let's talk about it, please. I said I'm yeah. not taking no L's for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> so, um, whether it be personal, around work, whether it be about conversations that we know our organisations have started around Black Lives Matter, you know, what are we excited about for 2021? What are our intentions? Anybody? I think for myself, I think it's the podcast. Like, having this during COVID has just supported me hearing you guys' voices, but also being a- being able to be a safe space for yeah. women around the world. That just the world. Gave, gave me, like, like, I have to say it now, around the world. Like, <laughs> it has given me so much life. Like, it has given me just so much. Like, obviously, the year has been so difficult in many, many ways. But for me personally, so many things have just happened and it's just mm-hmm. shocked to the system. So all these little things, like, even my job, I care about my job, but I care about this time that I have to speak to people and to speak with you guys. I care about that more than any of these yes. other things. I don't even business because 
these things can come and go. Like my job was there and it was gone the next day. And I wasn't oh, even up to the, I wasn't even aware of it. It just came so quickly. So for me, having this time for myself to speak with you guys, that is it. As long as we can keep thriving here and we continue to gain more listeners and followers and people keep engaging with us, that for me is everything. We're past the rates today. Tell me what I We've got a I'm new pasta in the parish. Yeah, man. She's my understudy. <laughs> She's the elder. You're the bishop. <laughs> no, the bishop is, is above the elder. So I have to be the bishopess. Okay. 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 All right, Shan. So what are you what are you doing for next year? What's going? Mm. I want to hear about the exciting mm. things. Am I getting a book too? What am I getting? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what? Mm, I cool. I genuinely am thinking about book two. Mm-hmm. Um, there were lots of things that didn't make book one. And now I know the process. So I'm like, yeah, book two might just happen and, and, and won't take as long as book one. Um, but I am really delving into my skills as a writer and a coach and combining the two. Mm-hmm. So I've done, um, I've started a few ghostwriting projects towards oh, wow. the end of this year um coaching some people around the publishing process so people who have written books but don't necessarily know what to do next and um yeah like the goal is eventually to to launch a publishing house oh wow yeah yeah so yeah so i'll be i'm not gonna lie and I'll say this out loud to you lot can support me through this. I have a little bit of imposter syndrome to deal with. Mm. And there is something, there is something very, um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like when you're working for yourself and you're setting your own measures and your own deadlines and your own guidance for yeah. success and sort of staying motivated and remembering like what, what it's all for and staying present even when you feel like nobody cares Mm. that that part can be hard very very hard and I'm not necessarily the best at being the face of what I do and so I'll be working on that as sort of the inner work which will be outer over the next year oh I like it love that and staying in my school my new school's wonderful I'll be there that holds my bills while I passion my life away (laughs) Yeah. Tells? Oh, that's you go. I need to think still. <laughs> okay, so um I think twenty twenty one for me is just gonna be I'm just gonna be open to all possibilities. I feel like last year I wrote a list of I wanna especially like professional professional wise, like I wanna do a certain amount of different type of tracks and transactions and when I looked at the list of the things I wanted to get done, it was a lot. I wanted to build a new area of business, but also wanted to write my book and carry on my work, Black Girls Book Club. And then as we've discussed, like there's so many plans to turn black women into like a real platform that supports black British women in the workplace in way beyond what we could ever imagine um, for a podcast. So um, I had plans and then a lot of things happened like in my personal life and my professional life. Luckily, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm good. But um, this year kind of just showed me that just be open to possibilities. I don't want to put too much pressure on what I'm going to achieve this year because deep down in my heart, I know what I want to do. Um, I'm just going to make sure that I'm open to possibilities and that I'm what I'm trying to do now is really create positive habits to give myself the space and time 
to foster my more creative side because I feel like when I'm just like bogged down and I've got to do this and I've got to do that I just get really irritable as you guys know but also I just get really kind of sad because I feel like I'm waking up every day and automatically feeling thinking I'm dwelling on all the things that I haven't done so then part of me wonders if maybe I just cut back on that perception of I have to have this long list and I have to achieve all of these things and just be like look I'm going to go where the day takes me I've got these things I want to do and I'm just going to be open to opportunities and just get in where I fit in because before the pandemic I don't think any of us saw us doing what we did on Instagram increasing our followers increasing our Mm -hmm. listenership the way that we did and so this year has just been like a constant reminder that just be open to opportunities and always be looking for an opportunity even in mm-hmm. adversity because there's ways around it and just not to be so linear in my thinking I feel especially as a trained lawyer it's it, it's hard to think outside the box it's like stage one has to happen so stage two can happen so stage three can happen so stage four stage 3.4.1 b x <laughs> and I just kind of want to snap out of that and just be like look let's just be open-minded and let's just see where it goes so yeah that, that's mm. me at the moment so yeah it's going to be a big year but I can't say I'm going to do this that and that I'm just going to be I've got my list I've prayed on it and I'm just going to see see what happens oh yeah my Shana. book's coming out so that will be good as well I forgot to say. oh yes yes my bad um love Shana, that gonna, I'm going to need you to repeat the question a little bit <laughs> such a pagan you know what the question is no I got lost well, you know what the question is. The question is, is it? Yeah, you gotta do you. What is what are you? What are you doing for the new year? Oh, okay. Um, so I feel like this year, um, I had a lot of opportunity to kind of nourish myself internally, and um, I I think I did that. It wasn't always easy, um, to keep the mental equilibrium and balance. But despite all the challenges thrown my way, I kind of still managed to arise from that and I feel like that's preparing me for greater kind of battles ahead and I don't necessarily mean in a negative way but I feel like I have been equipped for what I believe is coming and I believe that goodness is coming and I believe that I have the right mindset to manage the new opportunities that I've been praying for that I've been seeking for that will surely come my way in 2021 and I'm really looking forward to just an exponential evolution in in character as a human being but it just in 360 degrees who I am as a person whether that relates to work whether that relates to personal relationships familial relationships or areas I'm just looking forward to um an improve a great improvement uh looking forward to improving in maturity as well in the way i handle and deal with situations and particularly professionally i'm looking forward to making a greater leap than i've ever been able to do before i really believe that is on my horizon and in my destiny and i just have to say focus where i am and make sure that i'm learning everything that I need to learn and again like Natalie open to new opportunities I think one thing that has really valued this year and it's something that I've always prioritized is the value of human relationships um the when you the quality of friendships or whatever relationships that you have in your life those are important they're more important than job goals and this that and the other or attaining wealth all those kind of things because as I always say to people money comes money goes there's so many things that can come and go but who is still by your side 
in the thick and in the thin, in the good and the bad? Who has a word in season for you when you're going through some things? Who are the people that you even do the same thing for in that respect? So, yeah, my my the things that I am looking forward to are more kind of personal um personal development goals and I know that as I get better as a person that will attract the right kind of opportunities right kind of people right kind of environment right kind of atmosphere around me and in terms of the podcast like I said to you guys I'm so proud of what we managed to achieve this season I feel like this season is the best season yet and I expect the next season to be even better than that so for me it's about us you know going from strength to strength Um, maximizing our opportunities and really providing something very tangible to the people that listen to us and look to us for advice and support so despite you know the higgy haggard of this year I'm going into 2021 um, quite positive and I'm going to maintain it even if 2021 like decides to fly kick me in the back Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna be on the floor, but then I'm gonna get up and carry on Amen. with it. That's yes. life, do you know what I mean? Yes. So that's that's it. That's oh. it. Wait, guys, one more thing I just want to add. Yeah, big up. <laughs> no, no, no. Just a little thing. Just a little thing. It came yeah. to my mind. Big up all the women that are pregnant or expecting during this time. Yeah. Oh, I've Lord. got. I've got to give. Oh, I've got to give you all the praise because it is difficult. What they're going through. <laughs> So big everybody up that's pregnant or going through it or going in labour now, big them all up, big them all up. We have definitely spoken longer than I thought we would, but as always, I've definitely enjoyed our conversation today. Um, It's been so refreshing to sort of look at the year as a wrap up, you know, at the end, looking back and also still recognising that there are frustrations that we have. Um, but I don't know like I feel like there is a sense of possibility and a sense of positivity not because oh everything will be great but if this year has brought anything it's brought resilience and it's brought problem solving and so I mean here is to the next 12 months come what may Mm. (laughs) come what may yeah I love that thank you guys Love you. I see you on the other side. Okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Bye.